Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel. He's Dave Simone. Dave, I relieved the pressure of episode 301. We did that last night. Oh, okay, great. So this is 302. Perfect. So now it's just an, it's just another normal show. Okay. We you know we had well, we had that's good because I tried to get three different guests and didn't get a response from any of them. So who'd you try to get? Tried to get Tim Brando. Tried to get friend of the pod Stephen Godfrey, and tried to get ESPN's uh, Andrea Adelson, and did not get anything back from any of them. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. Do it ourselves. That's that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, yeah. So we, 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 I brought out the big gun for 301, Justin Berg. That's right. I mean, you can't leave that baby holstered for very long. It's no. Cr- he, creaming all over the place. <laughs> he was creaming everywhere. Love my science podcast. <laughs> took like five minutes before I was like, all right, we got our first creaming. <laughs> oh, that should have been the title. Berg creams everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> not if you want anybody to listen to it <laughs> oh boy all right well here we go when, when do you want me to start gloating go ahead like when do you want me to be like i was right you were wrong i'm smart no, you're and, not. And the funny the funny thing is i was right i'm not saying you i'm saying like everybody that yeah like i just yeah. But I, I was right. If they'd have just put him at four this week, they wouldn't have faced any of the 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 the, the right. mass but I was hysteria. Right saying that they don't they care. don't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> I mean, I had a lovely ravioli and meatball dinner. I read a book to my son. We watched some cartoons. I had a glorious Tuesday evening. Got on the Twitter about you know, shade before eight o'clock to see the reaction, and it was exactly what I expected. You expected no SMU and no Houston. No, I'm just saying, like UC's place okay. in the whole in the lot. Okay. Um, and like I, the who's where type of stuff, like that to me isn't really the story. Like, do I think UC should be higher? Yes, I think UC should be higher, but like. If they were five, would be would be be like fifty percent less outraged, sixty percent like you know how it is. Like, I think you can pick apart the placement of a lot of teams with pretty sound arguments. The issue has always been to me, and is becoming more and more clear to others, is that the sport that I love above all other sports is just an absolute joke when it comes to deciding who their champion is. And I'm just, I've been tired of having my intelligence insulted. So I'm not paying attention to them anymore. And I hope that some of our fans who have been obsessed with the playoff and I don't, I'm not saying that they're wrong. Like if you're number two in the country in both, polls you should be focused on doing whatever it takes to make the playoff i just was of the mind that it didn't really matter and the committee 
expressed that Tuesday night that maybe now we can, you know, pivot to remembering how great of a team we have right now and enjoying this season for what it is and not placing so much emphasis on will they or won't they make the playoff. You know, that's still all anybody's going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about it. Like it, I mean, we, talk well, we have about a podcast. Well, like... I mean, I'm contractually obligated <laughs> to talk about it. But like going, I am so fired up, Wes Miller, to go to the game Saturday. Like it's going to be, the weather's going to be great. Game day's there. It's homecoming. We haven't seen the Bearcats since, you know, in person since the UCF game. Like I just want to go to the game. And I'm not going to be thinking about Gary Barda or, should they be fourth instead of sixth or it's hilarious that the big 10 is propped up in the, the big 10 West is propped up to make Ohio state look better when they win the conference championship or Michigan state. or Like I don't care about any of that stuff. So I hope that a lot of people take that mindset and channel their energy to our team and not to, what appears to be, you know, another block in trying to make the playoff. Yeah. I mean, that's all great in theory, but you know, that's not how people's brains work. Well, I know, but that does, but that's how your brain works. That's how my brain works. Cause I like to enjoy things. Like I'm not going to give them the pleasure of making me mad. Like you're not going to, you're not going to ruin a possible 13 and 0 season because a bunch of idiots think that not destroying Navy and Tulane, which, by the way, would not have mattered, which I tried to tell whoever wanted to listen that style yeah. points for UC don't matter. Like I said on Twitter, so you're telling me that if they'd have beat Tulane 42-12 to 12 instead of 31-12 to 12 and just methodically built a lead over the whole game, that they that that would have meant that they would have been in the no, top they just, four? No, they, they just would have said they played a, they beat a bad Navy and Tulane. Right, exactly. So like they it would doesn't, have just moved it doesn't the matter. My problem is not with UC being sixth. My problem is with, and it's what we've talked about, the hypocrisy of the whole process in that every team is judged on something different. And right. you can put any team you want, wherever you want them, based on what individual criteria you want to use to put them there. And that is not right. how something like this is supposed to work. A playoff means you play your way into the playoff. This is an invitational. Even in college basketball, half of the teams play their way into the NCAA tournament. Right. And you can even play, and just like an at-large bid, you can play your way in throughout three months of the season that will overshadow three days of a season if you did what you needed to do in those three months. In this system, that is not, part, that is not anything that happens. It does not matter if you see beat Notre Dame by 50. It does not matter if Tulane, if they beat Tulane by 50. They will take whatever they want to take for each team. And I'll just use a couple examples because it's, it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. They said, who else has UC beaten besides Notre Dame? Okay. Who else has anybody beaten this year besides their best win? Well, Oregon beat Fresno State. And yeah, Fresno okay. State is ranked, so right. that's, that's you know. But that's exactly my point. We'll yeah. just use we'll use Michigan. We we'll use 
Michigan State and Ohio State and Oregon because they're in front of them. Michigan State has a very, very good win at home against Michigan. Their next best win is 4-4 four and four Miami. Is 4-4 four and four Miami appreciably better or worse than 5-3 and three UCF? Right, no. your hands are up. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're very similar teams. Right. The committee said, well, UC struggled with Navy and Tulane, which they did. That is a valid thing to say. But Michigan State, who is at number three, struggled with an Indiana team that had a backup quarterback. And they also struggled and won a game in overtime against a bad Northwestern team where this is the other hypocrisy of the committee. Gary Barter says, well, we watched them and they struggled to stop the run. Michigan State struggled to do anything offensively against a bad Nebraska team and only really won the game because they pulled off a really awesome fake punt return. Like, so they're, you're, you're saying one thing about UC while someone two spots, three spots ahead of them has literally done the exact same thing. Both teams have one really good win. One was on the road, one was at home. Both teams have, I guess you would call a quote-unquote average to good win. One UC's was at home, Michigan State's was on the road, and both teams have struggled with two inferior opponents. Now, I will not question that, you know, Indiana and Nebraska are better than Navy and Tulane. I'm not going to like, we're, we don't need but, to get in the But weeds. inferior opponents are inferior opponents. Right. We're not going to, we don't need to get in the weeds on who's, what two lost, two win team is better. But do they say anything about those two struggles? Clearly not, because they're third in the country. Right. Oregon. Right. Well, I'm getting there. Oregon has a loss to a three and five Stanford team. Like, yes, the best player in the country. In week five. The best player in the country did not play, and their offensive coordinator was in the hospital. I think those are big factors. So maybe you don't. So maybe that loss out cancels out with the Ohio State win because they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau in that game either. Right. That said, they struggled mightily to beat an at the time one in five Cal team. Mm -hmm. They struggled to beat a 500 UCLA team. Mm -hmm. None of those things get talked about, but they get talked about when it's UC. Like that's, that is the point of the hypocrisy of, I'm not disagreeing with what Gary Barta said about UC. Factually speaking, he is correct. They have a really good win, and they struggle with two inferior opponents. But then you don't judge the other teams the same way. You only judge them on their good win. And that's why UC will never, would never break through is because they're, they're always just going to pick the part of the, the other team's resume that makes them most appealing to them. And, and I then still pick even, the worst I, part of UC's right. resume. And I still don't even it. think they're getting proper credit for the Notre Dame win. I'll, you know, our fans probably know this. Notre Dame had not lost at home to, until, since 2017 to Georgia. Right. UC went in there and did something that Clemson couldn't do. They went in there and did something that USC couldn't do twice, maybe three times. I don't know what the COVID situation, like how many times Notre Dame played USC at home. They I think it some, only would have been twice because then they came back this year. So right. it would have been in like, yeah. 
They did something North Carolina couldn't do with a projected first-round quarterback. Like, if Ohio State had played Notre Dame instead of Oregon, and they had had gone in there and won 24-13, the media, the committee, whoever, would not be able to shut up about how great of a win that was. And they, at the same time, they wouldn't be able to shut up about this Notre Dame team. I mean, they're, they're still pretty damn good. Like, they took Ohio State's best shot. Yeah, they were working some things out. They only lost by 11. Like, but UC does it, and it's a, yeah, you know, it's not the same Notre Dame team. Or it's a good win, but. It's but, not a great but, win. But, but beating Navy and Tulane by not as many points as we pretend to think you should beat them by outweighs that. Like, so just don't, like, don't insult. Stop here. Stop pissing. Insulting our. Stop pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Right. Just, just. That's why I don't watch. I, I don't. I just have no time. I have no time for those, for that shit. Because, like you, like you've said, and like others have said, the explanation and the reasoning is more insulting than just saying, like. We just don't think you're a top four team. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not like if you're really talking about, and this is the other part that makes it a joke that they call it a playoff. Their mission, and it's in their whatever motto, creed, whatever your description, is to select the best four teams. Well, if that's the case, the best four teams are always going to be nine times, I shouldn't say always, nine times out of ten, going to be the four teams of Ohio State, Alabama. Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Georgia. Yeah. Pick, and just pick the pick, four that are having the best year. Pick those four that are having the best year and say this is our playoff. Right. Because those are the four best teams every year. They have the best players. Like, how many losses? And I, I'm less, like, I understand the whole, like, Alabama loss is a 19-point favorite to a two-loss Texas A&M team. I get that part of it. But they also do have, by far, the most – amount of good to pretty good wins no no great wins but they definitely have they have the most wins against teams that are 500 or better and for at this point of the season only whatever it is eight games in I think that counts for something so I don't have necessarily problem with their position here was here was my problem with Alabama Gary Barta said Basically, the conversation started at three. That's the thing. It's, it's the reasoning. If you just put out the list and was like, here's our list, you get less blowback. But when they start talking and they, they contradict themselves, when they say one thing about one team, he then, like, you then go, well, wait a second. You're saying this about Team X, but not about Team Y. Like, right. that's, that's the thing. You know, it's like, Stop talking. Like, why? Like, do you basically, what this? they said is we walked in the room, we wrote down Georgia one, we wrote down Alabama yeah. two, and then we started. Yes. Bullshit. I, I don't disagree. I would have still put Alabama two, but saying that is, is idiotic. I, I might have still put Alabama two, but they, at least with a loss, they deserve to be in the same conversation with everybody else. Right. You got to, you got, that's the thing is, We've gotten to the point where 
regular wins, just a regular win, not a close win, not a gigantic win, a regular win has the same value as a close loss to a, to a good team. Yeah. And that, that should not be how this works. Like, UC should not, be, should not get less credit for beating Central Florida than Alabama is getting for losing to Texas A&M. Right. Yeah. That loss didn't happen. Nobody even no. mentioned that loss. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, that, that's my on-running joke is how many losses does Alabama or you could put in Ohio State, you could put in anything you want. How many losses do they have to take until we don't think they're good anymore? Because, like, what's the number to where the losses actually start mattering? Three, I guess, probably. Like, I, I think it's hilarious that people think that if Alabama plays Georgia, say they go to the SEC championship, and they lose by three. I think it's hilarious that there's people that think there is no way they can make the playoff. Listen to what Gary Barta said. They wrote Alabama two before they discussed right. anything else. So you're you're telling me, and they would be the first two lost team to ever make the playoff. But you're telling me that that if they played, who has Georgia, who has been a dominant number one team, and say Georgia stays that all the way to the SEC championship. And Alabama plays them wire to wire. You're really going to tell me that there is. I mean, I've heard people that I agree with nine times out of ten. I've heard people I disagree with nine times out of ten. Like, you're telling me there's no possible way they're going to put them in as the four seed, and then they can just pump that rematch game for another two weeks or month, whenever it is month. Like, you're out of your mind. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But to just it's dis- not out of the realm. But of to just dismiss it is asinine. Right. It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Like if if Ohio State wins out and Oregon wins out and Alabama loses to Georgia, you don't think that you're going to see a playoff of Georgia one, Ohio State two, Oregon three, Alabama four. Right. Like they showed you what they thought of Oklahoma. So I mean, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, maybe that bumps Alabama out. Because I think that I don't think they could, with a straight face, put a, a two-loss non-conference champion in over an undefeated, comp, big you know Big Twelve conference champion. But like, don't don't for one second think that that's not possible. It's very possible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know you you guys have I'm sure covered it six ways to Sunday and then we don't need to rehash a bunch, but like, I'm not the stuff like, and I, I, you know, it's, it's just the dumb dumbness of it all. Like Mississippi state, Wisconsin, Minnesota being 20. Like, look at that resume. You lost a bowling green, man. Right. You lost a bowling. green. You don't have a win against anybody with a pulse. And they're 20. Like, come on. There's only one reason this stuff is going on. There's seven yeah, and- seven SEC teams in like the top seventeen or whatever it is. Like, come on, guys. Like, why you rank into twenty five? That just exposes your 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 shell game even more. Absolutely, without question. Like Wisconsin in there. Come on. The, it you know. You got Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa all there in the back. 
because they don't know which of those teams is going to win the Big Ten West. Right. So you need so someone you that's going to be all three of them. You need someone that's going to be ranked for Ohio State or Michigan State to play in the Big Ten championship. Right. So that you can say, look, there's another top 25 win. I mean, Mike, Mike, as much as we shit on Mike Oresco, I mean, he nailed it. He's like, when he said it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, you don't rank SMU in Houston so that you can turn around and say that Cincinnati doesn't have any ranked wins other than Notre Dame. Right. And I'm, and I'm, again, I'm not one to like the minutia of, well, this team is, has two wins over 500 or better. And this team only has one, or this team is, has this offense efficiency rate, like the minutiae of where teams are does not interest me because I know these, I know the gig. Like I'm, I'm more bothered just by the sham that the sport is and that this is how we decide a champion. I mean, could you imagine like in the NFL or the NBA or major league baseball or college basketball, not even even college basketball. Like, oh, the Bengals—they they you know they lost to the Jets, but you know, but it was close. Or you know, the Bengals—they've had several close victories this year. They just haven't the game control. We're not sure if they're a playoff team, even though they're eleven and six. <laughs> like that Minnesota right. game at the beginning of the year, where that Delvin Cook fumbled, and then they got lucky to win. Like, I don't know. Not sure if they're a playoff team. When the, ga- when the games start mattering, I'll start really giving a shit from a, a playoff perspective. Yeah. Did, does the Big, T- Big 12 change this or no? I don't – I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you – I mean, the playoff is going to expand a, roughly the same time they go into the Big 12. I mean, it's going to expand. Yeah, we just don't know if it's eight or if it's 12 or whatever, yeah. I don't understand what these people are trying to, I mean, like, get over your hurt feelings with Greg Sankey and the SEC. Like, an 18 playoff does not benefit you, man. Like, yes, yes, the SEC will get more bids in a 12-team playoff, but you will too. Like, come on. And if you you go to eight, if you go to eight, the SEC is getting two every, every year. Oh, for sure. Because they're getting at and least there's, one at large. Yeah. And there's and the definitely team. the possibility of getting three if you have a one-loss team that loses to an undefeated well, team here's the thing. in a division. Going to 12 or going to eight and going to the big 12. I haven't really thought about this, so this could be totally wrong. But, like, the five – the five power conferences would always get a bid, and then you'd have the three at large. The SEC right. would, would almost the SEC would grab a third spot pretty much every year. Right. The Big Ten would grab a second spot pretty much every year. Yeah. Out of of the I mean, I guess where does the G five champion come into that? Is it do they have to be ranked? I don't know. I mean, we're getting into the weeds, but like Who's got a better shot of getting a second team, the Big 12, the Pac-12, or the ACC? I mean, I think it's the Big 12. Probably. I mean, Baylor and Oklahoma State aren't going to all of a sudden just really start sucking because Texas and Oklahoma are gone. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I guess the way this is all played out, I guess the thing I worry about is that you no longer have a blue blood. You no longer have a power. And, yeah, but and, I mean, it's. I think it's still going to be hard to draw that. Like, you know, it could, it could not be. I don't know. I mean, it's just think something I thought about. You get what like, I'm saying? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, they could. You know, you could. But I think the committee is less of a. The bigger the playoff gets, the less of a thing the committee is, because I think it may. It's more. It's much more clear. If it gets bigger, like who the top ten teams are. And then we really going to argue like over 11 and 12, like who gets to get. Well, yeah, of course we will. We argue over 68 and 69. Well, those people are idiots. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the, of course, there'll still be arguments, but like the focus more so will be on the matchups themselves than who's getting in. Right. I think that's, that's, that's the issue with the 14 playoff is we've seen for the seven years it's been there, like, the match we we don't really get compelling games and right. i think you'll get more compelling games the larger the playoff gets i mean a 5-12 game could be a uc situation conference champ versus like an auburn situation a two loss or a three loss auburn team that didn't you know that their losses are to georgia alabama and you know it was this year it would have been Penn State. Like say they're in the twelfth right. that would be a compelling game. Like, okay, Cincinnati, here's like an SEC team that lost to three really good teams. Like Can you be the fourth? Right. Like, like are you are you better than the than the third best SEC team? Let's see. Like that's more compelling right. than just beating like trying to figure out who the four four teams are for this playoff. You're right. Here's a here's a question I have. Okay, is six the highest UC goes? Uh, probably. I won't like right now. I I don't see how you could move Michigan past them at this point. Not at this, not like within the next. Like week, so, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is, let's say Oregon loses, hypothetically, yeah. right? And now you've got a two-loss Oregon, so they're out. Ohio State moves in. I think Cincinnati would move to five. Current, like as because behind them is seven Michigan, eight Oklahoma, nine Wake Forest, ten Notre Dame. Yes. Um, now, if it's two or three weeks from now when Oklahoma's got that big stretch. Right. And Oklahoma's, only got, Oklahoma's only got three games left. Yeah, they got to buy this week. Right. So, like, if, if, it's, if it's Oklahoma beats Baylor, but Oregon loses, Oklahoma would jump Cincinnati. You know what the messed up part of all this is? Not until you tell me. I mean, there's a lot of messed up parts. But the that- messed up part is, is if everything was kosher, they actually don't have a hard path to get to number four. Right. If everything was above board. Right. If everything was, was fair and even like being at six with what's left for teams, they don't have a hard path. I mean, yes, they still need, you know, a decent amount of hashtag team chaos, but like it's not out of the realm of possibility, but we know that like, that's just not something that they're going to allow to happen. Right. 
I, I completely agree with that. Like, I got like, asked that's, on. That's the crappy part is like you, you can't help yourself but to try to like play off these scenarios. But then like two minutes into doing it, you're like, oh, wait a second. They're not going to let this happen. Why am yeah, I it's wasting just, my time? Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking to talk. Like it, uh, Who are it's you so frustrating. To? No, I'm just saying you're just talking to talk. Like no, you said something about like I was talking oh, to I was talking to the 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 Baylor yeah guys. I forget where I was going with that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I completely lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's the I think that part. Oh, oh, oh! I, I was talking to the Baylor guys, and they're like, you know, d- does what do you think? Like, does Cincinnati have a chance? And I'm like, they made it clear that they have no intention of giving Cincinnati a chance with Houston and SMU. Like, they made it abundantly clear because at least even like, if you put SMU in, and then Cincinnati beats SMU, then Houston beat us. Like, Houston could, could conceivably grab a spot. Right. Right. But the way it stands now, like I I, I, I think Houston will be in by if they went out and go to the conference championship, they'll be in by the conference championship. I and mean, then you still you, beat them and they won't be in not, anymore. Like how do you not have an eleven but that doesn't matter? I mean Yeah, it you, does. You, no, but you mean they they still they're still counting you know, they'll still count it as a win against the top they were top twenty five when they played. Well that one they'll have to because it's the end of the season. Right. SMU and like if SMU sneaks in at like twenty five in two weeks, really? What and we UC need plays like, number twenty five SMU to, and, just to and see wins. What happens? We just need all these teams twenty to twenty five to lose. Yeah, like this week. Yeah, and, and next week they, to see if they'll move us. And SMU beats Memphis, and I don't know who they have after that, but like I think UCF, and then moves them into if they if they're whatever it is nine and one. Will and every, and those teams have all lost the game between now and then. Like, there's no, there's, I mean, who else are you gonna? You're either gonna keep them in or you're gonna move them in. Like, right. There's, I mean, we, you're gonna, okay, maybe you move UTSA in, but like, oh, they'll move UTSA in before SMU and Houston. Those Big Ten West teams have to play each other. Like, if Wisconsin takes a fourth loss, like, you're just gonna keep them in. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna be surprised. Well, no, you don't have to keep them in at that point because then they're not gonna win. Right, the Big but I'm 10 saying West. like. Do enough teams lose to where they have they are forced to like move SMU in right. before they play UC, and then if UC beats them, they drop out. Does does, two, does Houston then move in so that then when UC plays them, they're ranked? Right. I doubt it. Oh, I, I mean, I'm just it's just the the you know the scenarios of it all. There'll be something and, and else seeing, that pops right, and up seeing that's... and seeing how you know corrupt they are, you know seen how they figured out to to do it so that's how they told on themselves is, is 15 to 25 sure like they couldn't resist they had to tell on themselves I mean, mississippi state lost to a very average memphis team they lost to an lsu team that is in total disarray and they have yeah. a loss to somebody else i mean yeah it's great they beat texas a&m Oh, in Kentucky. Yeah. Congratulations. Whatever. Man, it's it sucks, but I know. We could sit here and do this for two hours, but I try to just focus on 
our team and not really care what anybody else thinks. Yeah, I know. I try, but they make it really hard. They make it hard on me, Dave. Again, like, don't even like Gary Barr to talk. But I, I guess this ultimately, like, this is what I've been battling in my brain with today. Like, they know all of the talk on the Twitter, all the talk on ESPN and Fox and whatever is good. Well, what did I what did I say they, on Twitter? They created the controversy this week. It's an entertainment product. Yeah. It's Band, a TV show. Bands don't pick Sheboygan, Wisconsin over Milwaukee when they go to tour. They pick the places that they will have the biggest crowds and make the most money. Why, so if, why does anybody think this will be any different? So let's say hypothetically it goes Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Oregon 5, Ohio State 6. You know what happens? Nobody says shit. No. Nobody, like nobody says shit. Nobody is outraged that UC is, is fourth because most people thought that that's where they would be. Right. And I, that's that's on me. And they'll say, yeah, they had a couple of struggles, but they haven't lost. Right. And, you know, you could say, well, Oregon lost and has had some struggles. Ohio State has lost and has had some struggles. Like, who is, who is Ohio State's good win? Nobody. No, well, it's 20th ranked well, Minnesota. 20th ranked Minnesota. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> like I said, nobody. Right. So nobody's like, plus you get the whole, well, it'll play itself out. Yeah. You see it for Ohio State's at six. If Ohio State beats Michigan State, they'll, they'll go up. That's a reasonable thing to say. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Right. Like there's yeah. no, there's no controversy in any of that. Right. No, I don't think they go about it to drum up controversy. I just think that they don't like, they just don't look at a team. They they don't look at a team like UC like they look at the other teams, regardless of how many points they're beating teams by, regardless of how many NFL draft picks are on the team, regardless of what the projected point spreads would be, which, by the way, if they played on neutral field today, UC would be favored over Oregon and Michigan State. Right. Um. They, they just look at it as big conference. Business. Big conference, land-grant institution versus small conference, you know, up-and-comer. They look at it as we're keeping the money and you're not getting it. Right. Because if UC gets into the playoff, that's X millions of dollars that one of the, that the Power Five conferences aren't splitting with each other. In this case, it would be the Pac-12 out. And not getting any money. Yeah. And the Big 12 out and the ACC out, there would only be two Power Five conferences getting paid. And then the American, which they don't want any part of legitimizing the American conference. I mean, I, I think I've said this line, I couldn't, I mean, who knows how many times, but all you just got to go back to the very beginning. Five commissioners decided to have a four team playoff. Why? Because Cincinnati and TCU got too close to the prize. 
No, but I just mean like they're too stupid to even like have enough spots for themselves. <laughs> right. Like it was a playoff put together by a bunch of people that didn't want to play on. Yeah, but the old, like I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. They only did it because Cincinnati and TCU got one second from being able to play for a championship. And yeah. that's when 2010, it took until 2014, but 2010 is when those five conferences went, whoa, 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 whoa. This computer, this computer thing, ah, we don't, we don't have any hands in that. We're going to be say and what the computer says. We got some say in the coaches poll. We got some say in the AP, which were part of the BCS process, but we don't have any say in these computers and Cincinnati and TCU and TCU at the time was not in the big 12. They flew too close to the sun and things had to change. The BCS wasn't so bad. Well, the, the crazy thing is, all those dumbasses had to do was say six, five autos, and an at-large. Yeah. And we'll pick them. And nine times we'll out of ten. We'll pick the at-large. And nine times out of ten, it would have been from one of their conferences anyway. Right. And if not, they could have manipulated it so that it was. I did how hear hard, an How hard would it would have been to say – the SEC runner-up is better than the G5 team. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I'm not, like I said, nine times out of ten, I'd agree with that. So stupid. I but it's, it's a TV one, show. I heard it's an a TV show. one today from uh, Mark Packer. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He does I know the name. on, like, uh, ACC Network. Yeah, I know the name. Radio. And he made it was just a quick like a minute and a third. It was a cut up of like probably a bigger discussion point. But and I I agree with him. Like I hadn't really thought about it this way. But when this whole thing started, the goal of the G five leagues was to get access to the New Year's Six games. Right. It was not really to get access to the playoff. They didn't want to get frozen out of the premier bowl games and the money that comes along with them. Right. So I'm not saying that they didn't also want to be part of the playoff, but that was not their primary goal. Now in hindsight, do you, do you hold out for something different, something additional, or did at the time, did you feel like this is an offer that, that we just kind of have to take because we don't really have a leg to stand on because at that time, like no one had, you know, once the big East dissolved and the American started, like nobody had, nobody in any of those conferences had a leg to stand on to demand like more than just getting into the, getting that spot into the new year's six games. Right. So it's just I get it, but it they didn't. They didn't think point. it out. No, well, no, no, they don't ever. No, 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 clearly, none of these guys ever. I mean, right? Just I don't want to hear like, and I'm not saying that people say it, but like I don't want to hear about best for the sport. You know, this, that, and the other. Like, right? Yes, there's been, con- yes, there's been controversy and a lot of discussion, but at the same time, 
we have a quarter of the season left. And realistically speaking, there are like seven or eight teams that might make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, in a sport of in a sport of 130 FBS teams, we have a quarter of your season left, or a third. You know, whatever, a third of your season left. Four games out of you know whatever quarter. Yeah, third. I'm not good at math. And like ten teams have a chance. What the what the fuck is that? Right. What, right. What, what the fuck? Although, as we found, there's not really much more than like 13 good teams in the country anyway. Yeah. Or like the teams that are good enough to win, right? Right. Because we're arguing teams at like 16 and 17, like they suck. Well, I, I heard what, today, and I don't disagree. Like if, if Auburn wins out, do they make the playoff? If they beat Alabama. As a two-loss team and they beat Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, and then beat Georgia again, or no? That would just that would be no. Just, they just play him in the title game. Him. They've already played him in the regular season, I think, because okay. they play every year. Um, but yeah, like if they beat the one and two team in the country, do they make the playoff? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it'd be hard to say no, wouldn't it? Right. Like I think you have Georgia beat them thirty-four to ten on October ninth. You have obviously the top four teams. You have Ohio State. This five. I don't think Michigan has a chance unless some weird shit happens. They'd have to beat Michigan. They'd have to beat Penn State, which doesn't really help them now. Right, and Ohio State, State, and then the sacrificial lamb in the Big Ten title game. They would. A one loss Michigan would be in over Cincinnati though. But I'm saying Michigan State, though, would get into the Big Ten title game over them because they, if Michigan State won. Michigan out, State's not beating Ohio State, though. But you know what? But I'm just saying theoretically yeah. speaking. Like, if they held serve. Yeah. Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, one of those three can make it. Like, I don't think yeah. Lake Forest can make it, even if oh, they go yeah. undefeated. I'm surprised they didn't throw an ACC team in at the back. But I don't know who it would be, I guess is the problem. <laughs> they all have, like, at least three losses, and none of their wins are any good. But, like, that's uh, it. NC State's 6-2. and two. Yeah, they're Pitt, like, what? Pitt was Pitt's 25. 20, Pitt's 25, NC State's, what, 20, 19, 21? Like that, yeah. I don't pay attention. So, But um, I, don't, I don't know if those teams have Wake on their schedule. Wake, still, Wake has the hard part of their schedule. They still have to play Clemson. They still have to play NC State. They still have to play. They play North Carolina this week. It's not a conference game, but if they, I mean, if they lose, that's how. How does that work? I don't know. It happens every few years in the in the maybe because of the Notre Dame thing, somebody has to play somebody else because of and make it a non conference game. I don't know. It's, this isn't the first time it's happened in the ACC where they've played each other, but it's not a conference game. Yeah, they get they get UNC, NC State, Clemson, and BC. To end the so season. It's, it's not a sure thing that they're going to win all those games. They'll be Boston College for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're talking, we just got to November and 120 of the 130 teams in college football have no shot of making the playoff. What a sport, man. What oh. a fucking sport. 
only 50 of them had a shot when the season kicked off. So that's, that's generous. 50 only generous. I mean, just even a long shot, like <laughs> those, just the, the power five teams that aren't Vanderbilt. And that's, yeah. Boston that's just my, that's just my association. Like yeah. theoretically they had a shot. Technically, theoretically there's only like five teams out of this that, that were in it to begin with. Right. <laughs> Clemson, so, what Florida state, Miami, but you get the point. Yeah. All right. We've rambled on this for almost an hour. I think people are probably ready for us to move on. I'm ready. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be discussing this on a weekly basis. I mean, we're going to be discussing it on a weekly basis, but just not for 45 minutes. Not to this, not to this level. I mean, it was the first reveal. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're going to just continue, no matter what UC does, they're going to continue to insult, insult our intelligence and make up reasons why they're not as good as these other teams. Very true. Uh, anything left over from Tulane? I guess the only thing I would say is the spread was 24. They won by 19. Like They didn't have a great first half. They didn't didn't stop the run. They had a really good second half defensively. And they didn't cash in on opportunities, you know, inside the 20-yard line. Yeah, they had had two two turnovers that resulted in three – two turnovers in plus territory that resulted in three points. Like, I, I wrote about that at the beginning of the season or right after UCF, I think, when it was like, they're doing what great teams do. They're taking every opportunity you give them and stepping on your throat. Right. And they didn't do it against Tulane. I mean, it, it, it's really that simple for me. And, and I, I know this, like, I'm at, a, I'm, I'm at war with myself on this third and fourth down thing. Because get a stop. But also, that's got to be really hard when you're playing a team that's like, look, we are, we are going to be okay with running it and averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Yeah, because on four tries, that gets us a first down. Right. We are okay with 2.7 yards per carry. Sometimes it doesn't matter how bad the opponent is when they're doing something so unorthodox that mentally – you know it's coming, but, like, you still don't really think it's, like, they can say we're going to run the ball 19 times out of our first 20 plays, but in your mind, you're like, no, you're not. Or we're going to stop you in three. So, you know, you might get the six series Can't before you. you get the oh, – You got me? Yeah, no, I did. Okay. Um. You might, like, we're going to stop you. So it might take you five or six series to get to those 19 runs on 20 plays. And they, they haven't done a good enough job getting off the field. Yes. But, man, what else are you supposed to do if you're holding a team to 2.9 yards a carry? And yeah, they're I mean, still running it 50 times a game. They ran for 151 yards in the first half and, like, 30-something in the second half. Yeah. I, I, I think Luke, like, kind of nailed it when he said, you know, Maybe we need to adjust more like on the fly and not wait to get into halftime and get everybody together. Maybe we need to, if we see after a series or two, what's not working, we need to adjust now. And, you know, 
get it figured out now, as opposed to let's get to the locker room at halftime and, and work a plan. I just, I just hate it. It's such chicken shit. Like you don't see that, but uh, look, I get it. I agree. But if you know, you can't beat somebody unless you, you do the, I mean, it's, it's, it's four corners. So, matter? so they lost, basketball. so they lost 31 to 12 instead of well, 51 and they, to 12. In Navy's case, they got a, they got a fucking onside kick down seven with a minute to go. And they still had to throw and you saw it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But, but I just hate it. Cause you don't see it anywhere else. Yeah, you, you don't see anybody going. Well, here's here's how so and so kept it close with Alabama for three quarters. So we're gonna do this. Like, no, they run their stuff, and whatever happens, happens. Now, now I, I give. I don't necessarily fault Tulane. I mean, you got a, a guy that's never put hasn't has thrown two pass like four passes. Yeah, in his fucking life, like. Right. We're, we're not trying to get him killed. We got no other quarterbacks. So that's on UC to know that that's what you're going to see and stop it. Like they just, and they ran, not, they ran four man front. Like they, in the they, first half, they just didn't stop it. They didn't right. tackle well. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like Tulane did anything crazy. At least to my eye, they didn't. I mean, they ran the right. ball. In the second half, they stopped it. Made him throw, threw interceptions, they fumbled. Like, so I just, you know, just from a, just from my perspective, like for me, it anno- it's just annoying. I'm like, you know, you're going to lose anyway. Was, do, do you take, do you take solace in the fact that you didn't get your doors totally blown off? For them, yeah. They're I mean, one in six. But do, but do you really like, you go in that next Sunday and you're like, hey, hey guys, great game. We only lost by 19. Really good job. Now we're going to go back to doing the exact thing that we were doing before this game. It's got to feel better than getting beaten <laughs> 52 to 29 against ECU. I mean, I mean maybe. Or I 55 know. to 26 against uh, uh, SMU. <laughs> if, you, if you're one and whatever, does at this point, does it matter? 61 to 21 against Ole Miss. <laughs> 28 to 21 against Tulane or uh, UAB. That just makes uh, me think of, an- of another great Gary Barta line was that the, the Tulane was playing a freshman quarterback. And I think Justin Williams was the one that was like, well, it's a good thing Notre Dame didn't play Tyler Buckner the whole game. Right. <laughs> like, like, so what? They played a freshman quarterback. Like, are you, so we, is that why you're not, is that why Oklahoma's down at eight? Cause they're playing a freshman right? quarterback right now. Yeah, that's it. If they if it was Spencer Rattler doing the exact same thing, they'd be higher. If it was Spencer Rattler, they'd have a loss probably by now. Well, but I'm saying, like he said, no, that I know. Like that's the, a- that's the hypocrisy of it. If they didn't make the change to the freshman quarterback, they wouldn't be undefeated. Right. Shut the fuck <sighs> up, Gary Barta. I hope there's so many Gary Barta fix your teeth signs at game day. I love the Godell clown nose. Oh yeah, that's that's always a good one. That that with Barta's face that somebody sent yeah. me like that's mm-hmm. that's outstanding. I think I found somebody to to do my Isaiah Collier idea, so we'll see if that happens. Who's what's that? Isaiah Collier's a five star point guard from Georgia. Oh. He just he just put UC in his top oh, seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said somebody should make an Isaiah Collier sign, but the C and Collier should be the C Paul. Oh yeah, of course. 
and just get it on like as many times as you can possibly get a, a sign on game day. I'm in, I'm just I'm interested to see. I mean, I think I'm not sure if game day game day might have come to Tennessee one time when I was there. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I was too uh, inebriated from the night before to attend. So I'm I'm just interested to see it. Like I've never, you know, I've never been to a game the tag game day. I'm interested to see how the the crowd turnout is. And I mean, I think it's awesome. Like, I mean, it's I think you know personally, I think <clears throat> the Fox Show is a better show if you're a football person. Um, but game day still has the the cachet and they go every week fox still doesn't go on a road trip every week. yeah they, they they do some studio shows right yeah like they'll be in the studio this week they were at michigan state last week um so i'm just interested like i think it'll be cool like yeah i mean it's it's awesome for the university it's awesome for the community like it's gonna be great weather it's homecoming like couldn't ask for I mean, a better situation. What are they talking? Mid fifties still? By kickoff, it'll yeah, mid fifties and sunny. I mean, it'll be cold in the morning, but it well, yeah. Be I mean, it's a, it's a, November. Yeah. It's oh, actually, a great fall Saturday. Sixty and or fifty. Okay, fifty six. Sunday is sixty. Fifty six, mainly sunny sky. Winds light and variable. Might still. Oh. I might still have my shorts on. Uh, twenty seven in the morning. Twenty well, sevens the low Friday bring, night into maybe Saturday. Maybe I can get some tearaway warm up paint. <laughs> I mean, no, just, just just go shorts with like the like the the the, the leggings underneath. Oh, you zip them off. Yeah, oh, the, zip the paint. I do have a. I did buy a fun uh, a fun little something to bring to the game. What's that? I don't know. Does anyone? Do people from the university listen to our podcast? Yeah. Then I'm not going to say it because I don't want them okay. to. I don't want them to search me out and confiscate them. From me. <laughs> Tell me off the air. They're fun. It's not like anything bad. It's not you know. But uh, we'll, I, I made a mention of it to the Bearcat Ruckus Twitter page that the students should get some of them. Okay. And I, and I got some. So. Okay. Um, yeah, 54 and sunny. Oh, beautiful. That, that's probably shorts. You suck it up for a couple hours because once it's three, you know, again, though, sun sets at five thirty, six o'clock now, so it'll get cold. No, again while we're not yet. Daylight savings time is not until Saturday night into Sunday morning. Oh, okay. So you'll get 6.30, almost 7, which should be right about the length of the game. Yeah, but it'll still be dusk, and then it'll get, it'll get cold again. Yeah, I mean, the sun will be off the, you know, the, down behind the Yeah, the well, box it'll be behind and... us because, you know, by the second half, it's back behind us. Yeah, so you'll probably might have to... to the, might have to pull the pants down, unfortunately. I mean, if you do, like, if it's not a heavy pants, you should still be okay at 54 degrees. I would think. Well, I'm not wearing, like, ski pants. Right, that's what I'm saying. Well, like had like thick jeans, jeans. like yeah, but not like normal jeans. Not like you know, you can get thicker jeans. Uh, I I just have jeans. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tell me about Tulsa. They're really they're really weird. Like you you look at their offense. They're very old. 
you look at their offensive stats and you're like, why do you stink? Like, just going off SP plus, they're 85th in the nation total. 87 off, 87 offense, 66 defense. But like, they're running backs. They got three really good. No, I don't know if I'll say really good. They got three good running backs. Yeah. Shamari Brooks is averaging five yards carry. He's got almost 600 yards and four touchdowns. Daenerys Prince, five and a half yards carry, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Anthony Watkins, nine yards to carry, 350 yards, three touchdowns. Is a good kickoff return guy, too. I think he's got at least one kickoff return. They got three receivers with over 25 catches. All of them have over 400 yards. One's got 600. Like, what, what's going on? The quarterback stinks. 57.8% passing. 11 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Like they're they're 101 in turnover margin. They don't they don't force them and they give it up. Yeah, because there are two corners left, which was a big deal. Yeah. Like I mean, those those two guys were really good. Davis Brin is the quarterback. He's thrown for a little over two thousand yards, but I mean like a fifty seven percent passer in college is awful. Right. Are they getting it out quick? Like or are they no, because I mean, it? it's I don't know because like they had the Ohio State game that was close until the end. They played fairly well against Oklahoma State in a loss. They beat USF thirty two thirty one, which is just an atrocious score because USF right. is literally dog shit. USF USF. They lost to Houston forty five ten, and that wasn't even that close. It was like forty two to three in the in the start of the fourth quarter, and they lost in Navy last week which I watched a good bit of the game. They, I mean, literally could not move the ball. Right. They had a, a kickoff return for a touchdown and a 78-yard run that didn't result in a touchdown that they only got a field goal out of. Like, that was their entire scoring. Not great. <clears throat> so, like, I don't – but, yet you look at, like, receivers with, you know, good numbers and – running backs with good numbers. I mean, they did a good job running the ball against UC last year uh, in the conference championship game. So, like, offensively, I just – is it really just the quarterback is just giving it up to the other team and it's just not accurate and they get – they punt the ball too much? Because the wide receivers and running backs look strong. So, I – you know, but none of their offensive numbers are good. Rush yards per carry is okay. They're 49th at like 4.6 yards a carry. Their passing offense efficiency is 91st. Like their third down offense is 95th. They're only converting 36% of the time. They're 72nd in tackles for loss allowed. I just think they give it up a lot, and they've given up – this is a crazy number – four defensive touchdowns and three special teams touchdowns. They've given up. That's how you lose a lot of games. Like, their scoring, their defense, like, scoring average is, like, 30-something, but the actual defensive scoring average is, like, 24 or 27 points a game when you take away those points. Are you concerned at all that this is a really old team, a very veteran team, good defensive line, pretty good offensive line, that feels like 
this is their shot at redemption from losing at the horn in Nippert last year. I'm a, I'm a touch worried about it. I'm also a touch worried that they're just going to say, we got three good backs. We'll run them right at these motherfuckers all day. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they throw the ball too much. I feel like, and with those wide receivers to just all of a sudden not throw the ball at all. Yeah, but you don't have to not throw the ball at all to be run heavy. It would just like be a total. De- it would be a total deviation from like, yeah, everything that they've done. But their quarterback stinks, and yeah, they've obviously run the ball enough. He's still throwing the like those three guys. Their top three receivers have a hundred catches. Just those three guys. Like, yeah. that's a lot of catches for a team know, to just man. all of a sudden go, nope, we're going to throw it 15 times. Uh, let's say they run 60 plays and they throw it 25 times. That's still 35 runs. That's, that's still... not that much of a spread, though. 35 runs, yeah. 25 passes, it's not like – But it's, 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 it's disproportionate to what their numbers have been, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that wouldn't be enough. If this guy throws the ball 25 times, they're not – doing that much different than what they do on a regular basis. Okay. What if it's 40-20? I mean, 40, 40, <clears throat> 40 runs, 20 passes? Well, that would be a little bit different, but, you know, I think you see in week three of this, like you said, will be maybe quicker to make some adjustments to then force them back into throwing the ball like I, and maybe it's just me being naive about it, but like I look at who their receivers are and the way that they stretch, like to stretch the field. I just don't like. I don't know. Are they really just going to go? Nope, we're not going to use you guys this week. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to use them. I, I'm just saying. And are they able to be, be like as locked in as like Arquan was against Navy, right? To not play at all, and then come in and st- like. I think it's different with a wide receiver. Like, you've got to get into the feel of the game. Not different than a corner, but, like, as a wide receiver, if you know, like, we're not going to throw the ball, like, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, now we're going to throw the ball. Like, are you are you not in the groove of the game of, of feeling what the corner, like, how they're playing and how you have to – like, the passing game is such a – rhythm and timing thing if you just go away from it when that's been like your thing how does that work when you then have to use it I don't know I mean like if I'm the UC I take the ball first and I go down and score and try to dictate to them like you're not going to be able to run the like if we win the toss I would take the ball yeah I'm not going to let you sit on it for six minutes I'm going to try to take the ball, go down and score, and set the tone that, okay, you're not going to be able to do that. Because if you do that on the first drive and it doesn't work, and then we go down and score again, it's 14 nothing. Like, that game plan is out the window. Yeah, but if you do what they did against Navy, they took the ball. They, they didn't score. But I'm, that, that, that's not a reason to not try to do it again. I, I, mean, I don't like it. Are we aggressive or are we, or are we not? Eh. Do you trust your defense or do you not? 
I always trust my defense. That's why I want the ball. Yeah, you stop them, you get a score. You stop them again, you get another score. <laughs> Have we gotten stops in the first quarter of the last two games? Uh, not exactly. <laughs> not I exactly. Tr- I still trust them, but I trust them a lot more <laughs> with a 7 nothing lead. Yeah, I think that, like, whatever way it plays out, like, that's the thing. You've got to get up early. Like, you cannot. That's what, But that's what I mean. Like, don't give them a chance to just take the ball. You got the crowds all hyped up. Don't give them a chance. Even if they end up punting and they burn five minutes off the clock and then your offense goes out there and they're flat or something, like, just take the ball and go score. And I know that's much, you know, easier said than done, but that would be my philosophy. Um, def- defensively, they're, they've got, they're going to have the best defensive tackle that UC has faced. Yeah, he dominated UC in, in, in the title game at times last year. Jackson player's a dude. So we better not see a bunch of runs right up the fucking middle because it's not going to be there. Like, it's just not right. going to happen. Yeah. Unless you play on du- double team and him, and, you know, they, you know, their line play is something that is way above my head as, as a fan. Like, you know. But their whole D line is pretty solid for my understanding. Like, it is. My- They've got, you know, a couple guys with three and a half, three sacks, three and a half, two and a half sacks. Like, not, not crazy numbers. Like, they still only have like, 17 sacks or whatever. Um, yeah, but it, their D-line is... D-line is strong. Linebacker, yeah. best, you know, probably their second best defensive players are linebacker. Their weakness is in the secondary. Yeah. So do we come out throwing? You know, is that another, like, you know, do you come out, take the ball, open it, open the offense up, throw the ball to set up the run, get Trey more involved in the run game, get Chuck more involved, get Ford on the outside. Like, just don't even mess with jackson player like make him make him irrelevant like you can take it like you can take him out of the game not completely like you know but like jordan davis from georgia why do you why would you even bother to run up the middle against him just you know make try to make him as obsolete as possible yeah so try to do that with jackson player The thing that has kind of bothered me the last couple of weeks is you can you can be a offensive line driven program and a run a run to set up the pass program that doesn't mean all your runs have to be between the guards. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, you can be both things. <sighs> what's uh, what's how you feeling? As far as what? And are you going to be able to remember this tomorrow to send me a... Uh... No, I'm not. I haven't sent you one all year. Why would I start now? Well, you blamed it on before. You didn't remember what you said. And then no. I texted you what you said, and you still didn't send me one. No, It's like a paragraph. Now I'm going to blame superstition. Right? No. Why would I start now? All right. I'm going to have to take $5 a game off your paycheck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll only be getting $3. Yeah, it's you know the eight dollars a week you get is going to be cut to three. I feel. I mean, I think. I don't. You know, I've I've always laughed at like the bulletin board material. Like, oh, now we're going to play harder because Gary Barta said that we hadn't played anybody, and the committee put us at six. Like, eh, I don't. I don't buy that. But I do. But that's buy, the same like, thing this... as like the you know the bull. Like, oh well, we were going to play hard, but now. This guy said this about us, so now we're going to play even harder. Like, 
I do think there's maybe a little something to this team had gotten maybe a touch complacent. I don't disagree. I mean, look like the, and this is something that I brought up and you tell me if I'm just like, if I'm making excuses or do you think this is real? When you, does it drain you a little bit when you know you're going into a game there where there will be virtually no fans at 11 o'clock in the morning against a team with a you know third string quarterback and there's like there's legitimately no juice do you think that that has an effect on a team not necessarily this team but like when you like can navy Luke mentioned like they didn't play any music in pregame and maybe, you know, Tulane. I think there might've been more UC fans there than Tulane fans like USF. You're going to have the same type of situation. Huge NFL stadium, terrible team. A bunch of UC fans will be down there, but like no one will be there. Like, is there something to that of like, yeah. I think like energy, now, like energy now is that, real. Now right? that we're back at home, like it's shit kicking time again. They've been, uh, they've like been they, they very didn't have good. any problem. I mean, Indiana was one thing, but like they turned around and went to Notre Dame, didn't have any problem getting up for the first quarter in that game. Right. Energy is definitely a very real thing. Like, I mean, I, I think it's very clear when you watch the last two games, like there just wasn't the same. I'm not going to say effort because I'm not questioning anybody's effort, but like, it just didn't, it just didn't look the same as it had the second half of Indiana, basically the whole Notre Dame game temple temple and the first half of UCF. Yeah. It just didn't look the same. And is part of, is part of that just like, we got to go play this fucking team that no one gives a shit about. That you know they're gonna we know they're gonna sit on the ball and they're gonna do this bullshit that we gotta get up fucking at five o'clock in the morning we gotta right. play like, at no, you know it's not an play excuse. at noon like, the players and the coaches will never like say it and it's not an excuse like it's on you you create your own juice like but psychologically I mean you walk into that stadium like you run out in that stadium and it's already high school esque stadium and it's not even close to half empty half full like does does part of that just like geez we gotta do this again i don't know yeah like i think they're gonna absolutely kick the ever-living crap out of tulsa i've but i've said that for the past you know two weeks i've got battered battered host syndrome at this point but the stuff the last two weeks has more been Navy, not as much. Last week, I thought the stuff last week was a UC thing. I don't think Tulane played very well. I think that was, um, a, that was a UC thing that the reason it was, it was closer was they, they did not max. Like we talked about, they didn't max. Like if you just score two touchdowns on those, turn, on those drives, the whole game is totally different. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Or if you don't have one of them where you got zero. Right. 
where you just turn it right back over because right. Undertaker falls down. Wow, well, I still that was a that was that was that was throwing into the face of danger whether Lenny fell down or not. Yeah, but you might but, not accept it. Is my point. Right. Yeah. You might not have caught it, <laughs> but he might not have intercepted. Catching it was going to be difficult. It, it could have become an incomplete pass. Yeah, yes. probably the DB and Taylor probably collide. It's incomplete. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, <coughs> I'm thinking more like. 41 17 yeah, something like, like that not like 45 14 I'm thinking 41 17 i'm not i'm staying away from the 50s for a while i just i mean like they they lost him i mean obviously it's a different style of team but offensively they were real real bad against navy and navy was yeah right that back, was and, and navy was right back to their three down after playing uc yeah Three deep safeties, yep. umbrella, keep everything underneath. Three down linemen. Like, yep. Um, and then, like, not being competitive against Houston the game before. Like, they had a bye week, so it was Houston, bye week, Navy. Houston's defense is pretty good. I, is watched good. Them quite, I watched them quite a bit against SMU. Their defense their is pretty good. Their offense is not, like, we think of it one way because of Fulgerson. Like, their offense is not very efficient. It's their defense that's been really, really good. Yeah. They don't I like run their the defense ball. They don't run the ball for, for anything. Um, like, 120 yards a game, which that's really bad in college football. Yeah. But the strange part is they've got three backs that have put up decent numbers. I don't know. I only or know. two backs. One's, two backs. Sorry. One's a freshman. He's pretty good. That other guy, Mulbacar, I feel like I've been there as long as Des has been at UC. <laughs> they have two backs that are at least yeah. okay. They're serviceable, yeah. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, I, I think we're, we get back to what we kind of have seen recently. And especially what we've seen at home. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is what's important. What's important? What time do you think you'll crack your first beverage? Like, this is, this is critical. Uh, if we're setting the over-under, I need a start time. Well, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 10.45. So... Because I'm planning on leaving. I'm planning on watching the beginning. Beginning of game day at my house, just to get a feel. Because I don't. If you're gonna, like the, if you're not gonna go for the whole time, like, why drive to the stadium and miss the beginning of it? Like, that's when they're gonna talk about UC the most, right? So I'm gonna watch maybe like the first hour, maybe ten, get there around ten thirty, get to the parking, you know, get all settled in at my parking spot and everything. So I'm saying probably around ten forty-five, and then I'll start to walk over to game day to catch like the last hour of it or so then back to the tailgate for when the rest of the crew shows up because i don't think they're going as early as that all right so the tailgate will get rolling about 12 12 30 three hours before kickoff you'll have roughly an hour let's say just you know hour head start i mean I might have to set the over-under in double digits here. Probably a good idea. I might have to set the over-under <laughs> at 10.5 because, like, 
I don't think you're, I don't think, I don't think there's any chance you're drinking any less than nine. Well, here's, here's the other thing to look at. Haven't had a it's game. A, haven't had a game in two weeks. It's a perfect fall Saturday. Right. Great beer drinking weather. Not sure what we're going to get for SMU in two weeks. Like that, right. that could be ugly, you know, right. Hurt your, you know, if it's raining or really cold, you know, your numbers are going to go down. You're not a peak, peak performance. This is peak performance. This is, like this is, this is what you train all season for. Is, this is what December you hire, 6th. This is what you hire performance coach for. This is what you get up early. You know, really dedicate your life to. Yeah. And and this number, the over under number, is just beers, right? Oh yeah, it's, we're not. I mean, there's you can't count high enough. Like I'm, the Jello shots. The Jello shots will be there. It's, oh, of course. <laughs> Okay, I'm just making sure. Sometimes your aunt can't make it. She's she's a no, busy my, well, woman. My my mom has brought them the other okay. times. I did I did not know that that would happen. So that's when I okay. said that. Okay. So your aunt is making them. Your mom is going to your aunt's house, picking them up and bringing them. Well, no, she'll, aunt will be there as well. But in the in the games okay. that my aunt couldn't go to, my mom okay. made the Jello shots. So we okay. were like, we were like not- your aunt's your aunt's busy. I don't know like what's going on downtown. <laughs> To know if your all, aunt is busy or always, not. Always, always something. Right. Like, you know, I love your aunt to death, but there's times I won't see her for like three or four home games in a row because she's just got shit going on. There's a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, all right. I would. I'm I'm going to go ten and a half and hammer the over. I, I think that's probably, that's probably a good play. <laughs> What's the menu? What 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 do we what do we uh, chili? Okay, so I think there'll be a a traditional beef chili. There'll be a white chicken variety, probably some cornbread. One of, one of these years, I'm gonna have to make my white chicken chili for your tailgate because okay. it's okay. It's phenomenal. Well, I, my white chicken chili the game is, is Saturday. You're more than welcome. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know, it's it makes me want to cry, Dave really does like i have like i have to i can't come like i get it it's 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 life yeah you know but the fact that i'm missing this stings it stings yeah. a little it stings a little can't you just wear like seven masks over your entire face like cuts cuts some eye holes <laughs> in them and- <laughs> no <laughs> I, I can't I could I, if I could get like a like a space suit, a hyperbaric so chamber. Yeah, so bubble, got a spa- bubble boy. Anybody got a bubble that I can I can hang out in? Um, no, I can't. I wish I could. And and we're so close. Like the news today was so good, and like we're like the the, the light is at the end of the tunnel. It might be a train. Still, you know, you never know until you get there. Uh, but this weekend is just, I, I do think I should be okay for SMU. Like as long as we stay on the path that we're on, I do think SMU should, should work, but, uh, no, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not allowed to happen. I really wish it could fucking happen. My dad might stop by. My dad's going to go. Uh, you know, he's more than welcome. Anybody listening is always more than welcome. We've had, you know, BCJ members stop by. We've had. LSU fans stop by. So I think uh, I'm going to send him a, a note again. But I told uh, Scott Hines to stop by. He said he would, he, he'd plan on it. He's coming. 
So, where 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 can they find you if you're going to invite oh, PCJ well, on, on the top of uh, Campus Green Garage? All right, that's where you can find Dave. Yep. I I'm sad. I am. I am too. I'm sad. I'd love to. I'd love to be up there with you guys and just watching. Well, I don't get to drink. That's I'll send, I, like. I'll I don't... send you some pictures from game day. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that'll make of me the, feel better. Of the, of the good signs. That'll make me feel better. That'll make <laughs> me feel better. What if? Uh, what if they just like this is the things that entertain me. What if they just chanted "F Gary Barta" for three straight hours? <laughs> I don't think they would allow it to happen. You're just gonna like make. How do you make them stop? You start kicking everybody out that's doing it. <laughs> so kick everybody out. Yeah, that's what's. It's ESPN, man. Come on, you know they're gonna have. It would just be funny. It would be funny. I just don't think like ESPN's not gonna allow it to happen. That's like, why I, I said I, on Twitter, I want the game day to air on a seven second delay. Beat Gary Bart. Like it's gonna be on a delay. It's always on a delay. Maybe you can go live on Twitter. Do I just if it's do I just bum rush the stage? No. Bearcat Journal. Just screaming. No. No, <laughs> no you do not. <laughs> we, get, we, get some tra- we get some traffic. Yeah, I don't think it's the kind we want. I, I'd get some some police activity at my front door. What doesn't have anything to do with you? I own the business. Yeah, but you can be like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> right until they they arrest you and book you and then they pull up this podcast and they're like oh this they were conspiring <laughs> they, they to do this it. they plotted this on a podcast thursday night <laughs> no it should be fun i hope the students are in rare form right from the jump yeah you know you're not gonna, big believe me it's taken this long they're not coming back anytime soon no. Uh, big recruiting weekend. Aaron just posted the list. Impressive list again. Especially our guy, Luther. Are we on uh, Cookie Watch? Uh, we'll see. Who knows? Not ne- Who not knows? Not necessarily with, with him. Luther. I just mean in general. No, I'm not no. specifically. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe, I mean, on the, the, maybe on the 15th. That one, I think, could be, you know, that one could be a little more. Uh, Mario Eugenio has now gotten a couple, Is that couple how crystal you say balls. Mario Eugenio, I think so. Eugenio, Eugenio. I mean, we need to find out. A Eugenio. A Eugenio. Suarez. A Eugenio Suarez. Super Mario. Um, that one looks pretty good. He'll be here for the SMU game. So there's there's some momentum building as they close out this this 2022. Class, who knows with Luther Richardson? Like <laughs> that one's still probably got some twists and turns left that, that we haven't we haven't seen yet. But I mean, from what I know, the kids only visited one place. And it's Cincinnati. Like does he visited still, for a camp and he's coming to a game. Does he still have more touchdowns? Does he still have more touchdowns and incompletions? I believe so. Yeah. He's got a hell of an arm, man. My buddy down there in Nashville said they're just like, they just 
they're dog walking everybody. They're just dog walking everybody. He's like, they're in the small private school division, and they just they got they got. He's like they got dudes. Like dudes. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're just killing everybody. So that's a good one. But check out the list. Uh, if you're not a member and you missed out on the fifty percent off sale that ends at midnight Thursday, then you're you a loser. Up. You screwed up. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, get with it. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're you're basically Gary Barton. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast and look, we we have more listens on this podcast than we have members on a regular basis, which tells me there's a bunch of you that aren't members. What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing it wrong? I don't understand. Get Help with me the understand. program, guys and girls. <laughs> uh all right I, I don't have anything else do you no i'm i'm all set we don't have to talk basketball we did two almost two hours of that last night no i got through about 45 minutes of that one what what do you do you love ed as much as i love ed i don't think i got to that one. okay well ed came on right around 40 45 minutes Right maybe after Berg, maybe I didn't get that. I, I was still in the in the Berg zone. So. Okay, right, right. Ed was right after Berg. I uh, I, I try to Ed. listen to it. Work stuff, you know, happens. And... Yeah, it sounded like you were you were pretty busy last night. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, yesterday was a was a day. It's it, it, last night was kind of like the invitation to participate in the staff prediction article. And you, just you know, you just, you just declined. You you're declined. Like, you're like, you, you want to jump on the? No, I just said we're starting at eight. Yeah, Berg's gonna can... be on for a half hour. If you want to jump in, like you're you welcome. know where we'll be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even respond. Didn't even respond. It's like... <laughs> the middle finger. Just fuck you. No, if, I, if it was the middle finger, I just would have been like K. I would have like or, wrote back to the letter K. Or no, you, or no. you'd have gone with that's, my. That's worse like, than the K. Like a that, no is gone. a no is an answer. Like a no is no. <laughs> a K is just like a a shrug off. Like whatever. I don't even have time to answer your question. I'm just gonna say K. K. No, I had oh, I had got something at work dumped on me at like four o'clock. Had to go to fan. You know, not had to. Not that I was like forced to. Went to fan council, and then had to do this project when I got home. I wanted to jump on, but I was like, I don't want to be up any later. Then I know I'm already going to be doing this thing. So, what's your? Uh, I guess just to to add you to the list. What's your prediction for the Cincinnati Bearcats record in no, the 2020? You're going to say what's my prediction for who the guest picker will be? Well, okay, I'll ask you that here in a minute. Which they wouldn't. What, they wouldn't tell us at fan council. What's your prediction for? The record the basketball team record at the end going into the conference tournament. How many regular season games are we playing? I, I think 31. Uh, 19 and 12. Okay. Berg went 18. I, I, I hedged a little bit. I said somewhere between 17 and 19. Um, I mean, out, outside of or outside of Illinois, and who's who else do we play in that thing? 
Uh, probably Kansas State, I would guess. Outside of them, the non-conference schedule is pretty weak, right? You have Georgia at home. You have Xavier on the road. And then okay. you have the, the two. The, yeah. Okay. So that's four. Then they have nine by games, including okay. the the road game at Millet, Millet Hall. Mullet, Mullet. Hall. Millet. Mullet. Whatever. I feel bad for whoever's going to that game. I don't even know if I'm going to bring myself to go to that. We're going to talk about dumps yeah my word but um, is brent here's my question is brent from indianapolis closer to oxford than me in cincinnati like time-wise can he no. get there quicker than me no, no you damn, are it. damn it indy is still like probably an hour 15 you're like it can take an hour and 15 well, to get up there on a weeknight Kentucky, it, it, that, yeah i don't know yeah i'm in god's house, country it might uh well, okay <laughs> who's god your god my god uh, in hopkinsville's god so. i watched i watched a movie one time and and alanis morissette was god oh that's interesting you've never seen jay and silent bob strike back i mean probably a long time ago yeah alanis morissette was uh, god in that movie but no i think i think night yeah 17 18 19 it just kind of depends on how quick does the team gel? Because outside of those four games, you would theoretically think they should win all nine. But then you probably think, eight. Like there's right, something but then you think like does something yeah. happen like where somebody misses a game? You know, do we do we don't do we lose one of those or do does something weird happen? They lose two or three. I don't know. I mean, I I think you know that numbers all you guys somewhere that said seventeen to nineteen is probably a realistic thing. Yeah, I think that's, you know, trying to be as realistic as possible. I know we want to all get our hopes up, but it's year one. Like, this is this is not going to be – I don't think it's going to be a slow process, but it's not going to be an, an immediate process. Wes did not walk into a finished project, right? No. So. All right. Well, I'm going to spend the weekend in the house packing. Who do you think will be the guest picker? It's going to make me mad. Why? I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. You do? Yeah. I, I feel like the, the heavy money from the Sharks, or Sharps, whatever, is coming in on Chad Johnson. Right there. I, I would be okay with Chad Johnson. I think that I Chad like, is I really I entertaining. I want... Obviously, we all want someone with like strong ties to UC. Like that's why, to me, as a, someone that loves, but golf, back in those days, Chad Jim came Herm- to a lot of games. Oh, Chad went Jim- like worked out at UC in the summer. He's also just a super entertaining guy, right? And has really like ingratiated. Like obviously, we have Bearcat fans that aren't necessarily Bengals fans. But, like he is Chad is of- he's part of this city. Yeah, he is like you know ambassador Bengal ambassador like. You know, always talking about the Bengals. You know, he's definitely still a Cincinnati person. Yeah, and he's, very much. And he's entertaining as hell. Like it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, when we talk, when you talk about Chad Johnson, the first thing you think of is Cincinnati, right? Like that's that's. And with him, with him in town for the game on Sunday, it would appear not. I mean. I don't know. I want like, here's my question. I wondered on that. 
would that rule him out because he's flying in on something else? Like the 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 segment is sponsored by a private jet company, Wheels Up. So if he had, if he's already flying in on something else, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm voting Jim. My vote was for Jim Herman because I'm a big golfer, um, and I feel confident that he would donate some of his forty million dollars that he's going to win from PIP. Which, if you're not into golf, you won't know what that is. Um, <laughs> to the to the uh, indoor practice facility. Yeah. Which is yeah. probably, if he wins Pip, it would be amazing. He probably won't, but that would be hilarious and amazing. But he's, he's, your, he's, he's up your, there, isn't he? Oh, he has to be because of Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's your born and bred Cincinnati, went to UC, three time PGA, you know, champion. He's, yeah. you know, I feel like Euclid is not going to be it because he made Because they played video. the video. Right. right. That was the ultimate, like, trying to throw you off the scent. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, for some reason, I just get this feeling it's going to be Joe Burrow, and I like it. Not that I have anything against Joe Burrow. I don't think Joe would do it. I think it's I, interesting I, because he does – ha- he like, he's close a, to Luke. I think he's just such a machine as far as, like, football. Yeah, but he, I mean, he lives down, like, in the area. I'm All not he sure he would come even down. like, take, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he wouldn't because of the private jet thing. Joe Burrow can't take a private jet. <laughs> like, unless they left Lunkin, like, they just Showed took the him plane. for a, Yeah, they just. <laughs> no, they, they just, just had a plane for, in the runway, like, he right. just got on. They don't even, like, they drive him to the plane. He gets <laughs> they off. Had it and in they the hangar. They film him getting off the plane, like. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Joe Burrow flying. Is there a is there a could there, you there's gotta be an there's gotta be an airport up in like Mason or whatever, well, right? Somewhere from, they drive him to CVG, then they fly, fly him, him from CVG to Lunkin <laughs> and then drive him to that seems like a real pain in the ass. <laughs> so, I, I don't I mean Ocho, like I, I've heard Uke's gonna be in town. I've heard Kenyon's gonna be in town. Oh really? Yeah. Like already planned prior to right game day coming. I, I I was told Kenyon is expected in town this weekend. Does that does that change a little? Maybe. Uh, no. I feel like it's either. I feel like it's. I don't know. I mean, I sh- I don't know. It, I Would don't you be it, surprised? Somebody mentioned they think like they'd have two, which I, it never happens. Right? No, that's not going to happen. One of the things I said was like a, a former coach. Would you be surprised if D'Antonio had a segment to talk about Luke and UC? And no, I wouldn't. That, that wouldn't. He's off. Me. Like he's not. You know, he's come to a couple games. He's come to games and practices. No, I, I think mean, it would I make perfect sense. I wouldn't sense be surprised if there was like a, a segment with Trestle and. John I, I just and uh, no, but I mean, just D'Antonio to talk about like he started that like in a lot of ways he started this right, and now right. his protege is you know at the at the near the top of the mountain. It's not at the top of the mountain because Gary Barta is in charge. <laughs> um, Won't even give us a <laughs> chance. <laughs> but I think D'Antonio would be an awesome segment to just be like, you know, what was it like when you got here? 
like well, yeah, and, I mean, you, and now you get like you get <clears throat> probably you know you'll get the intro you're gonna get about 45 minutes of UC you'll get the intro content. you'll get the interview with luke they'll talk uc conference or playoff. i would guess they'll talk to wes at some point <laughs> probably so what do you think maybe not long but like like his first year i don't think so i don't i don't think it registers <sighs> It's know. not he like almost the he was almost the fucking head coach in North Carolina, man. Nobody nobody really knows that that's watching like no. Like if it was okay. Mick or Hugs, that's a different story. Like Yeah. We'll see. I, I think a segment with D'Antonio would be would be really good. I mean, I wouldn't and be the, surprised if they had a, had something about like all the assistant coaches that have coached at UC. The head coaches and assistant coaches. It, yeah, like you, you go like, from you know, yeah. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Jimbo Fisher, Sam Pittman, like all you know, all these guys that are that most fans would have no idea. Rex all, Ryan, Rob Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys are employed by ESPN right now. <laughs> Some <laughs> of them, by the way. Um, no, a segment like that would obviously make sense. And then you come back from that segment with D'Antonio sitting on the podium. Yeah. <clears throat> to talk about, you know, to talk about it. Yeah. It'll be, I'm going to, I'm going to record it just cause I know I'll miss, I'll miss yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Driving, you know, it's, you won't be able to hear probably everything. And I'll probably be half packing and half watching. Yeah. <clears throat> so when they're talking about the other stuff, I'll be like sorting clothes and like getting things ready. And then if it's a UC segment, I'll stop and I'll watch. And then when the UC segment's over, I'll go back to doing dad duty, husband duty. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, well, chalk this one up to the game, (laughs) I guess. That's right. (laughs) Get married, they said. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Kelly's not even up here to appreciate that one. That's too bad. All right, let's wrap it up. What you didn't give a you didn't give a prediction. You're not going to yeah. write. You're not going to. Yeah, I did. I said. Okay. Uh, I said 45-14. Well, I, I'm going to amend that because one thing they have a very very good kicker. Seventeen. Uh, 10, 10 for 10 on field goals, 21 of 21 on extra points. Okay. So I'm going to go 45, 15, five field goals. Five field goals. They're not, they won't score, but they'll get five field goals. Yes. That's a lot of trips to the Reds, like a lot of trips to scoring territory. A lot of trips inside the 30 or around the 30, 35 yard line. Yeah. Okay. Maybe four field goals. Four. 45, 12. Something like that. Whatever. (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy your day on Saturday. Take it all in. Like you, you have, you have been at this a lot longer than I have on the UC football front. So I know this, you won't, and you will say it. I think like this is a special deal for you, right? I mean, that's the part that that's the reason I don't care about Gary Barton's stupid committee. Like, 
we like we're the only team in the country that hasn't lost regular season games since 2019. They had yeah. a chance to go 13-0 after a nine and one season. Like, like how many more times are you going to get to experience that? Who gives yeah. a shit if they make some invitational where they just pick four teams? Like, who? Literally, who cares? Have fun. Down a twelve pack. Take fifty Jello shots. <laughs> and see where it ends up. I love it. He's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brendel. We'll see you next time. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com.